welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Okay, you guys, I'm back for the next life update. We have bought a house. If you don't know this, I don't know why. You definitely aren't on Instagram because <laughs> I feel like I have shouted this new f- news from the rooftop. I feel like people have been watching this move just like slowly happen. Um, but I want to talk about it. And there's so many things I want to say um, because there's this really cool story I have about how actually buying this house, buying a million dollar house has tripled my income. I know it for a fact. I'll explain to you why I believe this and why, when I say believe, I mean, my income has tripled since making the decision to buy this house. And since actually, well, not since buying it, but from since making the decision to and doing some specific things. And I have a, I, I I know why I'll tell you why. I also want to talk about how we really sped up the timeline for this. And I want to talk about some of the logistical stuff too, because I think that there are so many things that we're told typically by people who aren't entrepreneurs are going to be really hard, if not impossible to do as entrepreneurs. And, you know, a couple of those things are buying a house. Like you can't buy a house if you're an entrepreneur, especially not a million dollar house, because you won't have, you won't have the, um, the pay. You won't have pay stubs. You won't have a consistent income to show. You won't have a employer. It's like, but what if I am the employer? So yes, I went through a mortgage company and we didn't have any problem getting this house. And I'll tell you all the details on that. Um, and in the next episode, next week, we're talking about how Frankie is now with us full time and really excited about that. And I want to talk about things like the health insurance and stuff, because Literally, it's so crazy how something that has is now such a minute expense for my business was one of the biggest reasons that he didn't leave his job sooner because you're just told like, yeah, you can't just leave your job. You have to have someone in the household who has a really good corporate job with really good insurance or whatever, right? Maybe not a corporate job, but you guys get what I mean. That was like one of our biggest worries because that's what you're told. Like it's going to be so hard to get insurance. It's going to be so expensive to get insurance. Honestly, it was really easy and it's not, it's not that expensive and it's not much more expensive than we were paying anyway because they deduct money out of your paycheck for your insurance. It's not free. Maybe at some jobs, but not ours um, or not his. So anyway, we'll stay on track with the house conversation, but here's what I have to say. How buying this house tripled my income. I want to talk about this because I'm so glad that I made the decision to finally do what I've been wanting to do. So 
Here's a story. When I first moved to Connecticut to live with Frankie, we were long distance and, um, yeah, I decided to move in with him. He was living in this apartment. They call it up here in Connecticut, but basically like a, kind of like a, a multifamily home, right? Like a duplex multifamily home, whatever you want to call it. Terrible neighborhood, his friend owned it, so there was no real lease. It's like $700 a month. Everything was included. Um, electric, everything was included. I think we paid for heat. I don't know. Um, super cheap, <laughs> right? And and it was great for a minute, and I was ready to move very, very soon. And this was in 2016, Actually, I moved there in um, May 2015. So I was ready to move in 2015. And in 2016, we did move. But when I first brought it up to Frankie that I wanted to move, I wanted to get our own place and like rent our, rent our own house. We weren't buying yet. I was so against buying for so long. I was like, I do not want to buy a house. I never want to own a house. Why would you own a house? You can just rent. It makes so much sense. You're never like tied down to one area for long. Like my free spirit heart just never wanted to own a home. And I can tell you why that changed in a little bit, but yeah. So we're looking at houses and to get a house in a better area with the same amount of room that we had in ours was going to be about $1,500 a month. Plus we'd have to pay all the bills, right? So it was more than double the rent and bills where before we were paying half for rent, including bills. And if I'm being honest with you guys, Frankie literally told me like, we can't do, we can't afford that. So this is 2016. I was in a mindset of, well, I wasn't really in that mindset, but we were in an actual logical situation where $1,500 a month for rent and then however much bills would be, we really couldn't afford. Like he wasn't wrong. We couldn't afford it. Well, I decided that, and I think this is what a lot of us do wrong is our partners will be a bit more practical than us, especially if you're with a man, not that all men are super practical, but just saying, or someone who's not an entrepreneur, they tend to be a bit more practical (laughs) and less um, of a dreamer and head in the clouds like us entrepreneurs have to be. And so they'll say like, no, this doesn't make any sense. We can't do this. It's not in the budget. Like that doesn't make sense. Maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years. And we're like, no, now. But instead of being like, no, now, like, yes, we can. I know we can. We just say, okay, never mind, because they're not on board. So we don't let ourselves set the goal because they're not on board. And of course you want your partner on board. But here's my secret. They will get on board. I, in my experience, Frankie has gotten on board with every single thing that I have wanted and it's ended up being perfect for both of us. It's not like a, um, I just argue my way into getting whatever I want and then he grudgingly agrees. Like It's like a, I make the decision. I'm kind about it. I don't, I'm not like, no, we're doing this. I keep it to myself, right? A lot of the time with him, like in this situation, it'd be like, but what if I was making this much a month? And then he'll usually say, yeah, then we would do it in a heartbeat. Okay, I'm going to do it. And we make it a game. We make it for fun. It's Once you get like too uptight and too stressed and too angry about it, 
your partner is usually not going to want to be supportive because they don't like how it's making you act or making you feel or affecting your mood or affecting your emotions. They don't want to see you mad or sad or any of that. So don't be. Use it as a fun challenge and be excited in the journey of creating it. I have done that every time. Now, sometimes I've done it (laughs) better than others because I've learned this through doing it both ways, to be honest. But when I'm like, okay, but what if we were making this much money? What if the business took off and we were doing this? I do it with a light, fun, dreamy, what if, wouldn't that be cool? He's like, yeah, then of course we would do it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and do that. And I do it and I have fun with it and I enjoy the journey of it. And I've practiced more and more and more to be present in my life, happy in my relationship, enjoy, enjoying the journey of my business, even if it's not going at the pace I want it to. And then I create the money and we do it. Same thing with this house. The same process of renting a $1,500 a month house, which we barely got approved for in 2016, is how we bought a million dollar house. Hey, real quick, if you're loving this episode and you want to make my day, take a quick screenshot, upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me at underscore the Taylor Lee. I literally love seeing you guys pop up in my DMs, getting to say hi to you. Plus it helps other people find the show, which you guys know means the absolute world to me. And then I get to share you with my audience. So it's a win-win. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Back to the show. Right. And I feel so weird that I keep saying the price tag of it, but I'm saying the price tag of it because when we finally decided to buy a house, which of course Frankie's like, I thought you never wanted to buy a house (laughs) because he loves, he loves to rub it in when I change my mind on things. Oh, because I'm, I'm, I've practiced being so sure and so certain. So when I change my mind, it's honestly kind of shocking, but, um, I'm like, nope, I want to buy a house. You know, after you rent for a while, and and maybe some of you disagree, but I just, I got to a point where I'm like, renting sucks. Like, if I want different floors in my house, I want to be able to put in different floors. Like, there's just been so many situations. I mean, that's not even a good example, but there's been so many situations where, like, something would happen with, like, something important, like water or a leak or plumbing or heat or air conditioning, and, like, It's not at the top of the list for the landlord. And I'm not saying like, we've never been in a bad situation, but it's just like, I just want to see that something's broken, call the company and get it fixed. Or if there's something I want to do, if I want to paint a room a certain color or change the flooring or like, I just want to be able to do it, you know? And I think once you're wanting those things, you probably should own your own house and you're probably in the position to own your own house, right? Because a lot of people will say that buying is expensive And the benefit of of renting, people have other opinions too, but the benefit of renting is like you don't pay for that stuff. It's not your house. If your entire heating system goes out, your landlord has to pay for that. However, it's kind of annoying relying on someone when you have money in the bank and could just handle it yourself. (laughs) That's where I got. Obviously, renting can be seemingly more expensive as well because sometimes what you pay for rent, you could be paying for mortgage at a... Okay, sorry, I heard something weird. <laughs> it's still getting used to the noises at this house. <laughs> um, sometimes what you're paying for rent, you could be paying for mortgage at like an even nicer, bigger, whatever house, right? So you win some, you lose some. There's pros and cons to everything. But um, we both knew we wanted to own a house. We both were ready to own a house. And when I went to him and I'm like, I'm ready, let's do this. And we're talking about what we want. He gave me a budget of like, I don't know, I think like 500000 
we're looking at houses for that. And I'm just like, no, I want this. And I'm showing him houses I want. And he once again thinks I'm in la la land, a million dollar house. Like no way we can't afford it. That's too much. We don't need it. That's crazy. And I decided that I wanted to live in a million dollar house. And I told him that, right? It wasn't an argument. It wasn't a, it wasn't something I was upset about that he didn't understand. It was like, but what if, what if I was doing this in my business and getting a million dollar house was so easy and we could actually do it and look at what we could have. We could have a house that looks like this. We could have this much room. We could have this much acreage. We could live in this type of neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, that would be great, but I don't know if that's possible. I don't take that personal. I don't take that as like, oh, he doesn't believe in me thing, right? I mean, after creating this, I think he, he, I don't even think, I know for a fact he believes in me more than I believe in me because now I'm like, I I don't know. I I think I'm tapped out. Not really, but like, I think I'm tapped out. Like I've done a lot, like... (laughs) I'm good. I'm content. And he's like, you're going to be a multimillionaire. You're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing that. I'm like, really? You think so? Um, But that's happened over time. Like now he thinks that these crazy unrealistic things beyond what we're doing are possible because I've shown him that these crazy unrealistic things that he didn't believe are possible were possible really freaking fast, you know? And sometimes you might not be experiencing that. You might not be making it happen, but I really challenge you to look at your emotions, honestly, and your mindset. Are you in a high vibration or a low vibration? Are you doing it out of pressure? Are you putting pressure on yourself that your partner, it's like your partner's like, we don't need a house like that. And you're like, I have to make this money or I'm failing everyone. It's like, tune into these types of things. Enjoy the journey. If it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years, but it could only take 10 months. Let's see. So anyway, when I decided for sure we were going to have a million dollar house. I knew exactly what we wanted. And it's not just what I wanted. I mixed the things that were important to him with the things that were important to me. And it became this home that I truly did not even know existed. It does. There's a few that exist. (laughs) I'm sure more than that, but you know. And I opened up a high yield savings account, which if you don't have a high yield savings account, you should look into. Um, I have mine with Marcus and actually I can give my team the link cause I have a really cool link that if you use it, you'll get a high, higher interest rate and I'll get a higher interest rate and we'll just be making money from each other every month. So let's do that. It's literally free to open. If you have extra money, you put your money in this high yield savings account and you will make more money than you would in a regular savings. So I think in my savings account before I was making like 0.0 something percent. And when I open my Marcus account, this was before COVID. It's a little sad. This is why we need to use the link, each other's referral links. But um, it was 1.7%. I was making like hundreds of dollars a month on my money, just having it in a savings account. Could you make more in the stock market or something? Probably, but like maybe, I don't know. But if you just want to be saving for a goal, you should be doing it in a high yield savings account. That's something I learned. Um, now it's like half a percent, but it's still way freaking more. Like I used to make like 30 or 80 cents in my like Wells Fargo savings, like, you know, and then now even with the low, I'll make a hundred dollars, $200, $80, whatever. It depends on what account and how much is in it, obviously. 
I did that. I named the account Million Dollar Home. When I opened this account, I put $1,000 in it, which to you could sound like a stretch or you may be able to open yours and put 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000 or 10,000. Every single month, I here's how it works for me. I just, I, I live my life fully. I splurge, I buy what I wanna buy, I pay the bill, I do the things, right? And I know that in my checking account, I like to have, um, I'll just tell you, like I should, I, I don't know if it's okay to say these numbers or not, but like nobody does. I keep $20,000 in my checking account. I keep like 54,000 in my business account. And then anything above that, I, and then of course I put money in my tax account and all that, but anything above those numbers that's left over is overflow. And you should be putting that into an overflow savings account. And you can open a Marcus high yield savings and you can call it overflow, or you can open a Marcus high yield savings and you can call it, um, million dollar home or Range Rover or whatever you want, right? Adoption, like whatever you want to do, you can put the money in this fund. And I teach this in my overflow program. And one of my clients, Katie, who did this has saved like $17,000 in a couple months. It's so cool. And she's putting her kids in private school and she's buying, um, like a brand new, um, I think a minivan. She has five kids. It's awesome. Like it's just, when you start putting money in this account, you get excited to put money in this account. And when you're excited about having overflow of money, instead of wanting an overflow of money from an ego-based place, the overflow of money will come in. When you want overflow, because you should by now, and you should be farther ahead, and you're so behind, and you must suck, and you're tired of how hard it's been, you won't make the overflow. But when you're like, oh my God, I want to put more money in this account. Like I put a thousand in, I'm feeling so good. I'm doing, once I started doing these smart money moves, and having real goals that felt real to me, I, I tripled my income. And from when I opened that high yield savings account and named it Million Dollar Home to now, my monthly and yearly income is more than triple. Which means I went from a $350,000 year to easily with my eyes closed on track for $1.2 million this year. And I've already had my first million dollar year and all of that. So there you go. <laughs> I really wanted to share that story. Um, yeah, so we were in Connecticut. Now we're in Florida. There's a lot of benefits to living in Florida. I'll just leave you with that. And <laughs> it's, it's cheaper. It's not just because it's cheaper, but it is cheaper and it's way better with taxes. And you get a lot more for your money with the real estate. And I grew up in Florida. My dad lives um, 45 minutes from us. My brother's here. My grandparents are here. Um, and it's just been really, really cool to like have my dad around a little bit more already with Ruby. And um, my grandma just retired. So she's like loving life being a great grandma and retired. And like, I'm excited for everything we get to do with her. And, um, you know, Frankie's sister, she still lives in Connecticut, but she has two little ones and they're going to come down and we're going to go to Disney. And it's just exciting. Everything that the life that we're going to have now. Right. So it made a lot of sense to come to Florida financially. It made a lot of sense to come to Florida, like family wise, even though we were leaving family in Connecticut, we're coming to spend some time with family in Florida that I've been away from for six years. And then family in Connecticut, there's just a, we can host these really, really fun vacations. So, um, we're excited about that. 
You guys, I am so excited to announce that we have a few spots open right now in the inner circle, which is my high level mastermind for women who are ready to create their quarter of a million dollar year and beyond. So if you are one of my six figure badass listeners and you are so ready for 20K months and beyond, then my mastermind, the inner circle is for you and is proven to help women get there. You will get access to my quarter of a million dollar coach training program, unlimited group boxer access with me. I'm in there every day, Monday through Friday, talking to the women, which means you're going to learn from other women's questions. You're always going to have some type of motivational audio clip in there from me to really keep you inspired and and motivated and focused and working on the right things, most importantly, and two group Zoom calls a month. We keep this container to 12 women max, so every question you put in Voxer is guaranteed to get answered, and if you show up for those Zoom calls, you are guaranteed time on that call to talk to me on video, face-to-face, and work through whatever it is you need. Planning your month, planning your launch, getting in the right mindset, shifting your mindset, um, strategizing how to make more sales, all the things that I know you guys want help with. Plus that training program I mentioned literally lays out step-by-step how I went from six figures to multiple six figures, everything from the business model to the pricing to the lead generation and the audience growth and the the content and the selling and the automation and everything that you are gonna need. So if this is you, if you're making six figures and you are so ready for more, then you can go to thetaylorlee.com slash inner circle to apply. And after you apply, I will be in touch via email or on Instagram DM um, to chat with you about getting started and we can get you onto our next call and into our Voxer chat and into that training program and slaying your quarter of a million, maybe half a million dollar year. How did we decide what our budget was for the house and how did we get clear on how to make it happen? So this is the other thing I did. Once I had my high yield savings account, I grew it pretty quickly to six figures. Um, just by like building momentum and having fun putting money in it. I just, I created a, a massive overflow and eventually I wanted to start looking and Frankie wanted to start looking and we were really on the same page and we figured why not? Why not just look? So I, um, started looking and I knew that the budget needed to be a million because that's what we wanted. Like if we were really honest about everything we wanted, that's what the budget needed to be. And, um, yeah, so I found a couple houses I liked. This was actually January of this year. So we bought the house in May. This was in January didn't have nearly the amount of savings we needed. Like it still felt very far out. It felt like something like I was like, okay, if we're going to be moving next year in 2022, we should start looking now, you know, also with COVID, the housing market changed a lot. And so it felt like a good time to buy for us. Some people disagree, but that's okay. Um, and anyway, I called a mortgage broker and I just talked to him and I, I, I told him like what my income was. I told him what I had saved. I told him what we wanted to do. And I just told him, I said, I don't think I'm in the position to be buying this kind of house, but I know I can be. I make a lot of extra money a month. Like my savings is compounding really, really quickly, but I don't even know what it, how do you buy a million dollar house? What's required? 
And he told me, and you guys, I can relay some of this information to you if you're curious, but, um, and here's the thing I want you to know. I am fully self-employed. All of my income comes through me. And Frankie had a good job in Connecticut. He made over six figures a year. He worked very hard to get himself in that position. Um, but when I talked to this mortgage guy, he basically, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's hard to relocate, but an issue people run into with relocating is, um, unless you have the type of job that can transfer you to the state that you're relocating in and can give you a letter that you will be making the same amount of money, which my business can give me, Frankie's company is not in Florida, right? So he couldn't transfer. Um, you have to buy the house as a second home and well, there's a, there's a longer story behind here that I won't give all the details to because it's not um, my business to share, but Frankie does own another home. We just didn't live in it huh, this whole time. Um, he had been running it out the whole time. So that's another story, but it, cool. But yeah, so we would have to buy it as a second home because he wouldn't have an income. He wasn't guaranteed an income. So I actually bought this house fully in my name, fully myself, my credit, my name, my employment history, my financial history. Frankie's on it because we're married. He did put money towards it, um, but he's on it because we're married, but none of the mortgage paperwork or anything was in his name. I think it's kind of badass. I'm proud of it. I, I bought a million dollar house at 25 years old, right before my 26th birthday. And yeah, I think that's fucking awesome. Um, anyway, <laughs> Um, basically the mortgage guy told me that I could buy it as a primary house, which would be a lower interest rate, putting it all in my name. I needed, I think he just said I needed a good credit score. I needed, you can probably Google this or just call a mortgage broker. There's a certain debt to income ratio you need. So you need to be able to show that with the mortgage and all the things that go along with the mortgage, like your taxes and stuff, you, it's like a bird out here, you guys, you, um, Maybe it's like a 30, 30%, 35%, I forget. Um, you just need to show that you have enough money every month to pay those bills. And they do it off of a percentage. Um, and then I need a 20% down. So I think we put like, with the closing costs, like 260,000 down. It was my credit. I have like, um, I actually don't have like the best credit in the world, but I have good credit. I forget what they, I don't know if it's, is it good, great, excellent? Then I would have great. I have right on, I have, I have an annoyingly close to excellent credit score, but not excellent. Whatever that puts me at. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like, you guys. That's how we decided the budget because we decided based off of what we wanted. And just talk to a mortgage person. They'll tell you exactly what is required to buy that house and you can work towards it. Um, so yeah, that was in January. We were planning on buying the house next year. And then we came down at the end of March and looked at houses. We fell in love with this one. We put an offer in. We did the closing May 14th and just kind of said, F it. Frankie quit his job and now we're down here. And literally in April, I have a text message to my friend that says, there's literally no way we could move before this year. Cause she just couldn't fathom it. You're buying this house. You're going to be paying for it. And you're living in this rental, like in Connecticut, like just go move and you make, just move. And I'm like, there's literally no way because of his job and because of this and because of that, and because of our lease, we were in a lease until April, 2022, right? 
here's a manifestation. I'm like, we can't. We're in a lease until April 22. We're buying the house, Frankie's job. He had like this five, once he reached five years at his job, he got this huge thingamajig. There were so many reasons why he wasn't on board and why it didn't make sense and it was irresponsible and whatever. And um, I finally text my landlord and I was like, hey, we're buying a house. We're not going to like short you on our lease or anything. Like we want to be like, if this doesn't work for you, like we will work with you. But maybe there's a way that you, if you wanted to sell your house, because I thought I was pretty sure they wanted to sell. No. Oh my God, you guys, here's what happened. That's what I was planning to do. The day I decide what I'm going to say to them, I get a message from the landlord saying they want to sell the house because of the market. And they, they told me the same thing I was going to tell them. Like, we're not kicking you out of the house. Like, but we would love to sell this house. Like if they're, if, um, I forget what they said because it happened so quick, but basically just kind of warning us that this would be the end of our lease. And I was like, this is crazy, but we just bought a house and we didn't want to like, you know, leave our lease early or whatever. And we agree, like, we're not going to do that. We'll pay our full lease gladly if needed. But if you want to sell the house, maybe we could put it on the market. I think I said like at the end of the year or something. And then I think my landlord got a little ballsy and was like, well, what if we put it on the market like now <laughs> and sold it before um, the school starts, right? Because it's probably going to, it's like a family house where people would probably have kids, which pushed our timeline up a lot. But it was a really great opportunity to get out of our lease and for everyone to be happy. And that's when Frankie quit his job and we decided to do it. So it worked out so divinely, you guys. And it's crazy how like a couple months ago, a couple months ago, I was literally telling a friend, like, there's no way we're moving next year. Right. Kind of annoyed with her. Like, stop asking me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and then here we are moved in. It's so weird. Um, a lot of people wanted to know about the process of getting a mortgage as a business owner. The only issue I ran into was, um, they base, you have to have your tax return. And mortgage people are really willing to work with you as an entrepreneur. So don't, everybody telling you how it's going to be so hard, it's not. If you file your taxes, so people that like to do things under the table and all of that, that's what's going to screw you over, to be honest. But if you claim all of your income and you pay your taxes on it and you file taxes, the mortgage broker will take into account your payroll. If you pay yourself payroll, I do. So I pay myself a six-figure salary. They'll take into account the profit from your business, which mine is really good. And they will take into account other things like um, assets that you have and your business value and things like that. So my mortgage guy worked, really, really worked with me. The only issue I ran into was that they base it off your last two years tax return. So we were looking early 2021, which means... So in 2021, you file 2020 taxes, right? In like April or March or whatever. So if I would have bought the house before my taxes were done, they would have based it off of like how much money they'd give me off of 2018 and 2019, which is lifetimes ago. And I made way less freaking money. So that was the one thing that held us up a tiny bit, but we were fine with was like, I just rushed my accountant in a loving way to get taxes done as soon as possible. And then once my 2020 taxes were done, I still would have been able to file 
a lot more money, but if, if we had, um, 2021, obviously, but anyway, 2020 was a really, really good year. My income doubled. So anyway, that's the only thing is you might want to be, if you've had a big increase in in your income, you're probably going to want to wait until that year's taxes are filed. Um, but you also might not have to, right? Like I think when I did 2018 and 2019, they approved me for like 800,000 and I had made like 400 and then 350 would have been the revenues that were filed on those taxes. Um, but then once they did, once it was 2019 and 2020, then they had like a $350,000 year and a $740,000 year. And that's when they, um, I think they, he didn't even tell me what I could get approved for. Like he just said, yep, you can get your one point, whatever, whatever it was. And then, um, I asked like, cause we were looking at a few houses that were a bit more than that. So I was like, do you think I could get approved for 1.2? He's like, you could get approved for a lot more than 1.2. So, <laughs> um, that gives you a little insight on what your numbers might need to look at, look like, but it all depends on what you take home as well. Your profit really, really matters. So keep your business profitable, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) create overflow. But other than that, I didn't run into any issues with the mortgage. I had to answer a couple questions. Like I had to send over an official signed statement stating why my income jumped. But I just told them like, due to increased marketing efforts, like my income doubled and they accepted that. So there wasn't really, it was easy. Um, someone asked, how precise were you about your vision? very precise. We knew exactly, we knew exactly what size house we wanted. We knew how many rooms we wanted. We knew how many acres we wanted. We knew what, we knew everything down to like the type of neighborhood. Like I knew I wanted a house with five to 10 acres that was in a neighborhood of all other houses on five to 10 acres. And I wanted my house to be, um, one of the least nicest houses and I'm surrounded by multi-million dollar houses on 10 to 20 acres and it's just like when you it's just like a freaking breathtaking view it is so gorgeous on one side we have um like I'm literally recording this I'm looking at my pond there's ducks swimming in the pond there's a crane there's um next door right on our fence line there's a white horse right now and then there's this gorgeous cute little um brown and white mini horse and a donkey and then two cows and then if i turn around on the other side of the yard the other fence line there's this beautiful full-size horse um it's a paint horse so it's um, brown and white it's so beautiful um and i'm looking at palm trees in my pool and it's insane. And if I look out to the front across the street is this, it would blow your mind house, multi-million dollar house. It, it's insane. <laughs> it's crazy, but, um, it's exactly, exactly what we wanted. So don't be afraid to get really specific and not settle. Cause I guarantee you'll find it. I was like, I don't even know if that exists. I've never even heard of this, but this is what I want. And we found it. Um, Someone asked about balancing the move and business tasks. Look, I'm balancing a toddler. I'm balancing. We have, we have, um, someone's in town right now with us for a week. As soon as she leaves, my sister's going to be in for a week. And then my sister's going to be staying for a month. But one week after my sister gets here, my mom and my half brother and sister who are, um, 15 and 16 
are going to stay with us for three weeks. And then once they leave, we have someone else coming into town. And then once they leave, we have someone else coming into town. So I have a baby due in December. We have a toddler. My husband's getting that balance of like helping out more and, and, um, you know, that sort of thing. Like it's not, you know, it's a transition. I have a full moving truck in my driveway right now. Like I'm balancing a lot of stuff and I will leave you with the fact that when life is one thing that I, and I mentioned this in my last podcast episode a bit, like the, my struggle has been like, how do I, I like, I couldn't even answer that question for you. How do I, like, how do I do it? And how do I go to the next level with all these things? I'm so busy. It's, it's, I don't have a lot of focused time or energy right now. Um, but I reframe that just to remember that like my life is so full And I noticed myself a a week or two ago getting really overwhelmed about how many people were going to be in town with us and how soon and why does everyone have to come right now and then I'm going to be having a baby and people are going to want to be in town for that. And I remembered last night, I was like, you used to journal about this, having a house that was like being on vacation that your family would always want to be at and that you'd be hosting people all the time and like getting to spend so much time with your family and having your husband home and having happy little kids running around and like you journaled this take it in I feel like I just have the um I feel like I'm just conditioned like it's in my blood to be very stressed and overwhelmed and chaotic and a little victimy in those states but the truth is, is this is everything I've ever wanted. So I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to take it in and I'm going to trust that my desires, which is to have another baby and is to have family in town and is to live this full life. I've changed my languaging. It's not busy. It's so overflowingly full of everything good and perfect that I get to have everything else I want to. I get to make the millions. I get to help clients. I get to have clients that have incredible results and feel so supported and um it's just about it's just about belief and trust and I will say strategically it's about really being honest what makes a difference and what doesn't my post I realize my posts don't make me money my stories do that I put all my energy into that I only write posts when expired expired inspired and you'll see that that's a few times a month I write posts but other than that I I share my stuff on my stories I send some emails I do so little. I don't live stream anymore. I do a podcast because there's so many benefits to that. There's so many benefits to live streaming too, but like I can't do it all. And it's not balance. It's about allowing the bare minimum create mind-blowing success for me. And I think that's one of my gifts as long as I allow it to be keeping it simple, keeping it easy, keeping it bare minimum and like getting mind-blowing results doing so and that's possible for all of you so may your lives be so full and may you allow simplicity to be the answer you know (laughs) okay you guys this was so fun i can't wait to record the next episode for you guys which will come out next week all about Frankie being home full time. And you guys have sent in some really good questions and um, I ran them all by him and asked him for his answers and stuff. So it's going to be really good. Okay. See you guys in that episode and bye. 
Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.